Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Well, the Lions just made it three in the row for the first time in many, many years. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit post-game show where the Detroit Lions are going streaking, baby. It is now three in a row in a massive turnaround for the Detroit Lions, not only in the standings, but in the vibes in the direction of the team that the Lions continue to build upon promise they have offered for, for the Dan Campbell regime. It silenced a lot of the people early in the season who were very, very disgruntled with Dan Campbell and the coaching regime. Because right now the Lions are second in the NFC North. They have jumped the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago, and the Chicago Bears now, sitting second at four and six. I don't want to even think about where they are close to the wild card. I, I, I refuse to engage in that. But right now the Lions at four and six are looking a hell of a lot more respectable. And that's great because this team, if nothing else, in year two of the rebuild has been about vibes. It's been about vibes. It's been about emotion. It's been about heart. And they found a lot of that in a hell of a statement win over the New York Giants. But enough about the well, let's 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 put heart and soul to the side for a second, because this team does play hard. This team lives and breathes through guys like Jamal Williams and Lee McNeil. And they definitely showed up in a hell of a big way. But. We have to talk about how they shut down the New York Giants because this is a defense that has really struggled sometimes, but the Giants presented a very great opportunity for a strength the Lions have wanted to have for a while, and that's shutting down the run. And Saquon Barkley was one of the best in the NFL at running the football, and they, the Lions turned him down to the tune of 15 carries for 22 yards. That's damn impressive. The Giants really had no answer for it. 31-18 didn't, wasn't even that close for most of the game. You had Giants fans streaming for the exits, and on the Fox broadcast, you heard the Let's Go Lions chants because the Lions imposed their will upon the New York Giants, who were 7-2 and two coming into this game. I know they played a bit of a Fugazi schedule, but you're still playing a team that was near the top of the NFC East and looks to be playoff-bound all the same and suddenly just throwing them for a loop and completely just throttling everything they did on offense because you the lions were able to exploit weaknesses on their on their defense they set up grind the same kind of grinding drives that they like to do to to create control be it a 5 yard uh, a 5 minute drive for a field goal to start the game be at four and a half, almost about five minutes on a touchdown drive coming out of the half. Once again, I talk about those middle eight minutes all the time. And the Lions had two touchdowns in the middle eight minutes of this game. The, even, the, the Giants even tried with the little time the Lions let, left them at the end of the half to go for it themselves to get some points. And the Lions just frazzled them so badly that they only got about 20 yards and had to just kind of, you know, they, they had to abort. 
so that's where we stand. The Lions put together what they wanted to. And not only that, the defense played incredibly well. We talked about how they bottled up Saquon Barkley, but also let's talk about the takeaways. Aiden Hutchinson has another interception on the year. Kirby Joseph continues to look damn impressive. He had a very, he had a, uh, <laughs> he had a slow game yesterday. I mean, um, last, last week, excuse me. He had a bit of a, a shaky game la- last week against, against the Bears, but he redeems it here. He has another interception to his very young career. And Will Harris forces out a fumble that Aiden Hutchinson recovers. And, but, and those guys were, were important on keeping pressure on Daniel Jones, who isn't great enough to be a quarterback to overcome that kind of pressure. I don't think that kind of performance is potable to a lot of other quarterbacks right now. But when you play a guy like Daniel Jones... You just got to do what you got that the Lions did against them. The Lions didn't shirk from that responsibility, even though I think later in the game, they were kind of weak on some of the quarterbacks spy, but we've talked about them trying to spy rushing quarterbacks before. But Daniel Jones, even as a very good rusher himself, tried to stay in the pocket and throw the football, and the Lions weren't really giving him really much to work with outside of Wandale Robinson and some late performances from Darius Slayton. But we also got to talk about Aleem McNeil, who, is to, who has quietly very, very improved for the Detroit Lions over this past year, especially in the run defense. And Ali McNeil got a lot of impressive penetration up the middle in this game, got himself a sack, got three tackles for losses, got three quarterback hits, was a, was a disruptive force on the defense today. And the Lions have missed some, having someone like that. And I think, you know, you're starting to see this defensive line for the Detroit Lions really come together in a big way. We've, we, we've talked a lot about the defensive tackles and we were a little bit down on the defensive tackles to start the year. But we also talked about the edge, be it with Aiden Hutchinson and John Kaminsky and, and the other players that we, we thought that there could still nevertheless be something here the Lions could tap into. It didn't really resonate for the first half of the season. With a little bit of practice, with a little bit of time gelling together, it came together well against the New York Giants. Again, this is a team that's set to impose their will through the trenches, and Lions didn't allow them to do so. In fact, on the box score, some of this, some of this stuff after the first half looks like a a, a Lions, you know, uh, sec, second half that we see that the that they you force the, the the Giants to go interception, punt, touchdown, but then a fumble. The Lions themselves, they didn't have a great third quarter, but the offense did just enough that they really needed to do to get through it. I thought Jared Goff's play was better. He had good presence in the pocket. Uh, third quarter, it started to wobble a little bit, but quickly got back on track. I think the I think the 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 more impressive thing comes in the ground game and that Justin Jackson continues to develop and shows himself as being a competent part of this Lions ground game at this point. And Jamal Williams, three touchdowns on the day. And I understand a lot of that is filching on the goal line, but guess what? He still gets the touchdowns. And I can't remember the last time we can say that, uh, that I feel confident that when the Lions are in the red zone, that you can just hand the ball to a running back like Jamal Williams and let him punch it in. Jamal Williams' touch, rushing touchdown record right now on the year puts him in the company that has the Lions haven't seen for rushing touchdowns since Barry Sanders and Billy Sims. I'm not making that up. That just shows you that even during the Stafford years, they struggled to get rushing touchdowns to punch it in. 
DeAndre Swift didn't have himself a great day. Still joined the touchdown parade. Four rushing touchdowns for the Detroit Lions. All their touchdowns on the ground. Again, tell me the last time you saw the Lions do that. It shows a sea change. It's, it shows a, a attitude change for the Detroit Lions. And it's what they have wanted to do. It's what Dan Campbell has wanted to do ever since he came to Detroit. It's about imposing your will on the ground. And it, it dominated. Other than that, it was a bit of a quiet day, day in the air. I thought Amon Ra St. Brown, nevertheless, still performed at, very well. Khalif Raymond got in with three cat receptions of his own. Brock Wright, once again, being productive on the third down, especially to keep the tight end performances sans TJ Hawkinson going. It's giving a lot of hope to the Detroit Lions and their fans right now to see the team playing this well. The, the, the Kool-Aid is a little bit overflowing. Now, the Lions did have a bit of a, of a heavy blow. Jeff Okuda was playing well, but he got sent to concussion protocol. Dan Campbell in press conference afterwards did confirm that Jeff Okuda will not be able to clear concussion protocol in time to join the Lions for the Bills game on Thanksgiving, which is a very big blow to the Detroit Lions. Nevertheless, I think you go into that Bills game still feeling good and suddenly playing with a little bit of house money. I know that a win over the Bills will send Lions fans into Kool-Aid heaven. I still don't see it happening, but look at what just happened right here. The Lions have put up three wins in a row for the first time in at least five years to have back-to-back wins. You have to go back to the Jim Caldwell era to find times where they would just be winning consistently. It shows that there is at least some promise here on paper and in our hearts that the Lions are turning a bit of a right direction. And it's a great turnaround for this coaching staff, which during the middle of that five-game losing streak, you had a lot of people suddenly turning on Dan Campbell, turning on Aaron Glenn, and they had to make the hard decision to move on from Aubrey Pleasant. And since that time, they've been able to find that gear and turn around the season. I don't expect them to win against the Bills, but you look at the rest of the schedule coming up, Jaguars, Vikings, Jets, Panthers, Bears again, Packers again, you see a road with more victories on it. And that's and as we keep talking about in these post games and on these POD casts, they're doing it with guys who continue to develop, they're young players who continue to develop, who will be the core of this team moving forward. That gives you promise, that gives you hope, not just for this year, but for the years to come, especially with this coming draft, two picks, and right now, the Rams pick is top five. Not the Lions pick, the Rams pick. The Rams fell to three and seven. The Lions not only are getting the best of both worlds right now. It can still fall apart later in the year, but right now they're getting the best of both worlds. They're getting good picks from the draft, and they're also instilling a lot of confidence in this young team and finding great leaders among their young roster. And I can't think of someone who embodies that better than Jamal Williams, your three-touchdown score on the day. Jamal Williams has always been the heart and soul of this team, and to see him out there celebrating, playing, and playing as hard as he can. As a fan, it gives me a lot of hope. As someone who just enjoys the sport of football, it, it lightens my heart. As someone who tries to analyze this roster, that is something that we call an intangible. And that's not something you can really replicate on a piece of paper or just or just pull out and reattach. But even beyond that, the idea the Lions are scoring touchdowns in the red zone consistently 
on the ground. I, I ask you again, when was the last time you could say the Lions consistently did that? We'll be back later for POD cast that will be on your podcast feeds for Monday morning. This is coming out Sunday evening. We'll be live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Pride of Detroit for everything immediately after the game, post-game shows, a few hours after the game, POD cast. Obviously, first bite, interviews, all kinds of stuff. We're still in Movember. We just we are getting closer and closer to some more insane goals. I have to make a trip to Olive Garden. My proud Italian soul has to go to Olive Garden for the first time in my life. You give money, we punish ourselves. That's how it works. And we've already raised a lot of money for the Alzheimer's Association. We hope you will continue to raise money for them and continue to bid on our auction items to benefit the crisis text line as well. Until then, this has been Chris Perfett. Find me on Twitter at Chris Perfett. We'll see you star side. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.